you a business owner who's fed up with feeling like you have to be a boss, babe, CEO, whatever the hell that is, or hustle 24-7 in order to be successful? Well, if you're ready to do things in a smarter way, welcome to Life in Business. This is the podcast for women just like you who want an easy and effective way to grow your business that's built around genuine work-life balance and not a multi-million pound empire. I'm your podcast host, Libby Langley, award-winning business coach and known as the Ease Queen because of my sensible and easy to implement ways to earn more by doing less. In Life in Business, I'm going to share with you how to make small but effective tweaks how to be confident in your business decisions and how to make a healthy and guilt-free profit doing exactly what you love most without working 14 hours a day. So get ready to make your dreams a reality. Here's this week's episode. How do you decide if an idea is worth pursuing? That's what I want to talk to you about today. And if I could have listened to this podcast episode, uh, every day for the last 10 years, that would have been really useful. So I hope it's going to resonate as much with you. So welcome along, Libby Langley, your host, podcast host for the Life in Business podcast. And ideas, let's talk about ideas. Wow. Um, I have a lot of ideas. I have a hundred different ideas. Oh, maybe every minute of every day. I have a very active brain. And whilst this is brilliant when it comes to working with my one-to-one clients because as they're talking through their problem, I can access my mind map like Sherlock Holmes, uh, my mind palace, um, and have an idea and come up with a solution and think of a direction. And there it is a gift I am so grateful for. However, when it comes to my own business, hmm, so I have a lot of ideas. Sometimes they're genius and sometimes it's what the F were you thinking? And you can tell when I'm processing ideas or having ideas uh, because I will be utterly still and utterly quiet, but my brain is going much like the um, lorries rumbling along the road outside. And, um, I realise, you know, I I recognise now that this is uh, this is an ADHD thing, but that's cool. But let's talk about how you decide if an idea is worth pursuing. It's quite funny though because when I'm I'm in my kind of quiet state and just sitting there, you know, staring staring at the wall. Even my husband will say to me, "What's going on?" <laughs> What are you thinking about? What idea are you having? What, what are you processing? And knows that there's something there's something coming through there. <laughs> and sometimes there's a groan of when I say, I've been thinking. And you're like, oh God. So anyway, back to business. I've got a few kind of um, pointers for you today that will really help you stop going off on a tangent. Because it's such an important thing in business, particularly when you work on your own, you can have these brilliant ideas and then you start implementing them. them, And then it's you only realise that, you know, either what the hell was I thinking or no, this ain't going to work. And rather than you get into the, well, I've implemented it, it's not working stage. I want you to know whether it's going to work or not before you get there. 
And I always base every all my teachings, all my guidance, all my support, all my coaching on my own experiences. And in 2022, I had two brilliant ideas uh, for communities, for memberships, and I launched them both. And one I unlaunched after a month and the second one I unlaunched the following day because I knew that they weren't right. And if I had followed my own advice and been through this exercise beforehand, I never would have launched either of them. And I would have saved myself a load of time, energy, hassle um, in doing that. So I do not want you to, um, to have that same experience. And this is an exercise that I go through now myself. I finally listened to my own coaching advice. <laughs> so come with me on this journey. So the first question I would ask yourself when you have this utterly brilliant idea for your business is, is it wanted? Is it something that people want? Is it something that people need? Okay. And sometimes you don't know. You don't necessarily know the the answer. You just know it's a great idea. That happens with so many inventions, right? The world over that nobody knows until you launch it. However, we're talking here about you launching a product or service in your business And it's pretty much just you, right, who's got to do all the work. So this groundwork will potentially save you a load of hassle further along. The first thing to ask yourself when you're thinking, is it wanted, is it needed, is doing some market research. And within that, I would say, what do you know about your audience? How well do you know your audience? What kind of things do they like? Do they like using my example, do they like communities? Do they want a closed community that they can be part of? Or actually, do they like to be part of a wider community such as on Instagram? You know, can you satisfy this demand just by putting together a Facebook group? Does it need to be a business thing? So what is it that your audience want? What stage of life are they at? What do they need? What do they desire? Is what you're talking about going to help them to get towards their goal? And is it going to help you get towards your goal or is it just a shiny squirrel thing? That's a little sub point there, but really important. Hi, lovely. Got some exciting news. My new book, Life in Business, is published on the 2nd of February. It's packed full of advice, anecdotes, real talk, love and support on ways you can work less, earn more and embrace true happiness in your business. You need this book in your life. Go to libbylangley.com slash book to get all the details. And by asking people, you're going to kind of get your get your answer. So put it out there as an idea. Put it out there on your Instagram stories. Do polls in stories, asking various different questions about the, the, the nature of the thing, the thing that you're thinking of um, thinking of launching. And if you get tumbleweed or crickets back, you know, "Mm -mm, they're not interested or you're not phrasing it right, in which case that needs to be worked on. Or you'll find out that, no, they hate the idea or they love the idea. And in which case you can develop it. Ask your email list as well, because they are amongst the most loyal followers and supporters that you've got. And they will see far more of your content than the people on social media. So they're a brilliant audience to tap into there. And invite people to market research calls, to get on Zoom calls with you. You know, talk to people face to face. You can offer them something for free 
in return for giving up their time to you to help you. Um, when I've, when I, whenever I run market research calls, I will generally speaking limit them to thirty minutes, and I'll do fifteen minutes of asking questions about the thing I want to know, and then I'll do fifteen minutes of helping people, of coaching, of helping people with a little um, issue they've got in their business. So it's mutually mutually beneficial, and all it takes is thirty minutes of someone's time. So find out, you know, find out if anybody thinks it's as good an idea as you. Or if you've got a business coach, of course, run the idea by them and they may well talk you off the ledge, as I would with my clients, or say, yeah, do you know what? This really fits. Let's let's pursue it. Okay. So use people at your disposal as well. If you have a coach, then absolutely talk to them about it. But ask your audience as well, because ultimately they're the ones that are going to be buying the thing, right? So the second point to think about is will it work? And I know you don't know yet because you haven't put it out there, but there is some data and some historical evidence that you can look at in order to help you kind of come up with an answer to that. So the first question to ask yourself here is, have you offered something like this before? Now, for me, when I launched my couple of community memberships last year, I had hadn't hadn't (laughs) launched offered something like this before so I'd had group programs before group coaching programs before but I'd never offered a just a kind of be here be in the community thing and I'd been part of lots of communities like that such as networking groups and that kind of thing but I'd never run anything like that and so it was more it, it was perhaps more less less business focused more support focused than I was used to doing, right? So wildly different from my core offering of supporting people to grow their business, that it didn't kind of land well with me as the leader of it. And I certainly hadn't done any market research particularly. I mean, my general market research was, you know, do you find it a bit tough being on your own working sometimes? And I mean, that's who doesn't, right? But that's not, it's not tangible. It's not detailed enough. It's not enough information, enough information there. And also one thing that I'm very aware that I was doing was perhaps launching something to fill a misunderstanding within myself, okay? The services that were off, I was offering were not fully aligned with me as a human and as a business owner. And so rather than taking the step to, right, you need to close your group program and focus on one-to-one because that's what you love. I thought it's because I'm on my own. It's because I'm lonely. It's because, you know, and so I'll launch a product to, to fill that need. And I just could see that it was all horribly misaligned, which is why that particular one I closed after a month, which is just a really horrible thing to have to go through, you know, to have to say to people, yeah, thanks for supporting this. And I'm glad you got loads out of it, but I'm not doing it anymore. And you don't want to do that because it doesn't, it's not good. It's not for good, good for you. It's not good for the people involved. It's terrible for your marketing message that you're putting out there. If you're always talking about this thing, then that thing, then this thing, then that thing. People really struggle to kind of know what you do. Don't do what I did. Other things to look at in terms of will it work and looking at the data is what's the cost of running it? Because there will be a cost. It might be that you need 
as simple as paying for an upgraded Zoom subscription, maybe, so that you could have more people on calls or you could run different types of calls. But it may be that there are bigger subscription costs for software that you need. It might be that there's a physical, you know, if it's a physical, a physical thing to produce, it might be cost for that. Or it might be venue hire. It could be, you know, there's lots of lots of different costs to running this because there are costs to every aspect of business. And this is no different. So cost it out, even even roughly, and see what the costs are for that. And then so following on from that, how many people do you need to be part of your big idea? in order to cover the costs, how profitable will it be? And if it's something like a, a, a community membership, using that example again, then you know, how many people do you need to, to cover the costs and how many people do you need to kind of make the money that makes it worthwhile you doing it? Because yes, we love doing altruistic things and supporting people, but ultimately we are business owners. And so the money needs to come in first before you can then do do the good stuff and give back, right? So how many people do you need? And if there's a, a financial target on this, income target on this, how likely is that based on your audience size? And this this sounds perhaps a funny way of phrasing it, but your audience size does to a certain extent dictate some of the success you're going to have with your products and your, your offerings, Because if you have an audience of a thousand people and you're launching something that's 17 pounds a month and you want to make money, if five, 10 percent of your audience signs up for it, that's going to take quite a long time to grow. Okay, so launching products, particularly passive income products, you need a big audience. You do need a big audience. And I know there's lots of people out there who say, you don't need a big audience. You you can do this. And it's really, really hard if you're thinking about launching a passive income service with a small audience. Really hard, unless you spend a lot of money on Facebook ads. So how many people realistically do you need to cover the cost? This is one of the reasons that I, to digress slightly, but one of the reasons I changed from group coaching programs to one-to-one and this is not the trendy way to think about business at all because group programs are scalable you can have lots of people in them it's no extra work and all of that however for me it's far more enjoyable massive factor but it's far more profitable having doing one-to-one coaching because there are fewer outlays for me. I don't need the same software to subscribe to the same software because it's all done online, just me and my client talking. And I love the simplicity of that. Okay. So you need to do what's right for you. And, but you need to think about all these factors as well. And then the third point leading on from that is how does it make you feel? You won't hear this from a lot of people. And it's absolutely an element that's often missing from all the, you know, the online gurus who are telling you passive income projects are the the way to go in programs. They're the way to go. They're the way to go. They're the way to go. But not if it doesn't feel right for you, right? So if your idea is to have a community or to have a membership, like two of my crazy ideas that I launched, unlaunched last year in 2022, you know, if it doesn't feel right, you don't need to do it. So... Within the 
does it how does it make you feel question ask yourself do you have the capacity mental physical of financial to launch this idea to launch this service because launching things takes time and energy and effort and you need to plan it you need to have a strategy you possibly need to have funds to support it you can't just put one post out there and that's it you know i mean that's kind of how i launched one of my programs uh, one of these sorry community memberships last year uh, hence the immediate unlaunch because i just knew that it was just horrible and i there's so many reasons it wasn't going to work and wasn't right for me so do you have the capacity to launch it how much work is involved in maintaining it now the the community membership that i ran for a month successfully you know there were members in it and the live sessions that we did were really well attended and were were great and people got something out of it but it wasn't right for me and ultimately it's my business isn't it so if it's not right for me it's not going to be right for anybody because how much work is involved in maintaining it for me far more than i was prepared to give or i wanted to give and that's that's the truth of it and it it sometimes sounds sometimes it's quite difficult to say things to openly admit things like that but when it's your own business if it's not right for you it's not right it doesn't matter it's your business but to know that you're supporting other people but that you don't want to do it and you ain't got the energy for it that's fine don't do it and actually people are understanding when you when you change your mind on things it's if you do it too often that it starts to get you a bad reputation and you start to become seen as untrustworthy you know blah 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 and also it dilutes your message that's a really really key factor here because marketing your business the more you talk about one one topic one service then the more people you will get known for that so i offer one to one coaching i offer one to one coaching that's it that's it now you can do it in various ways you know, you can have an hour or a day or a month or six, nine, 12 months, depending on what option you want suits you and what option you want to choose to work with me. But it's one-to-one coaching. And it's all about making your business easier, giving you proper work-life balance, helping you work less and earn more. It's all on the same theme. Easy for people to understand, right? But if I also had the community that I launched last year that was for people working at home on their own and needed a bit of love and support, um, unspecified love and support, just someone else there. And the group program community thing that, uh, you know, <laughs> I was maybe going to launch, then it's a really diluted message. And that makes so much difference. So when I ask you how much work is involved in maintaining your idea, should you should your audience think it's a good idea? Should the data support it being successful? You need to think very carefully about that because do you have the capacity to do that work on an ongoing basis? You can always outsource this stuff. Of course, you can get community managers, you can get VAs, lots of people to support you. But how is your idea set up to allow other people to be involved with it? Okay. And then do you want to do it? Do you want to do it? Or was it just an idea that you had that's a really good idea? Do you actually want to do it? My experience for this is half the time my ideas 
are really good ideas, but that's how they should stay. Doesn't mean that I need to do them. Okay. I can, in my role as business coach to my clients, one day someone will be looking for something and need something within their business that just so happens to have been one of the brilliant ideas that I've had along the way that because of how my brain is, I have the idea, I map out the entire process in my mind, (laughs) you know, from start to finish, I've done it in my head in about 20 minutes. I can then support my client to actually do that because it's the right fit for them. And that's the difference. Just because you have an idea, it does not mean that you need to act on them, on it. Certainly not on all of them. (laughs) I never get anything done. Maybe that's when you get yourself a big shed and start inventing things. Maybe maybe (laughs) Maybe that's what happens. But by doing this exercise that I've been talking about here, what you will discover is that actually some of the ideas, they just go away. They're like balloons that you filled with air, but then didn't tie a knot in. So they just go fizzle down. And actually, if you if you write your, write some of this down and think it through, also, if you're like me, by the time you've got halfway through it, you will have run out of steam. You will, you will have run out of energy. You will have run out of steam. You will have realized that you can't be bothered to do this and it wasn't right anyway. And that is amazing if you come to that conclusion. Because imagine if you hadn't done this exercise and you'd run with it and you'd launched and then you had to unlaunch and you'd wasted all that time and energy and effort. Whereas if you just got yourself a piece of paper with the three simple questions on it, you could have either realized it it had legs and properly looked at it and got the support of a business coach to help you run with it. Or you could have just moved on with your day. So (laughs) the second one is, is, you know, nine out of 10 times what's going to happen. So the three questions to write on this bit of paper and to ask yourself are, is it wanted? Is it needed? Do some market research, ask people, ask your audience, get them on proper market research calls, talk to people. So is it wanted? Is it needed? Will it work? Look at the data. Have you offered something like this before? How many, uh, what are the costs of running it? How many people do you need to cover the costs? And is that likely to happen with the size of your audience and where you are in your business? And then the third question is, how does it feel? And I just think that that's the biggest, the most important question, the biggest, the biggest question, the one that really, really matters. So do you have the capacity to launch it or do you feel utterly exhausted even at the thought of that? How much work is involved in maintaining it and do you want to do it? And I think that moment of calm just there is how you're going to feel if you follow this exercise. I hope what I have done in today's podcast episode is enthuse you to have brilliant ideas, talk you into a sensible state to not action them all. And if you are someone who is not like me, <laughs> you are if you are someone who doesn't immediately want to act to action all your ideas and make them brilliant things that exist. If you're someone who's frightened of putting any ideas into action, who's frightened, doesn't have the courage or wishes they had the courage to go forward and act on their ideas, asking yourself these same three questions will give you the confidence that actually it is a bloody brilliant idea and yes, you should do it. 
Okay, so it works for both both brain types there. I would just say that, you know, support is out there, okay? If you think that I can help you talk through an idea and you want to go through these three questions with me, then you can always book a 30-minute coaching session with me and get some answers and guidance. And I'm happy to talk you down off the ledge. <laughs> or DM me on Instagram and um, we'll have a little chat through things. Always available. Instagram is my kind of place that I hang out. But obviously you can go to libbylangley.com slash call and book in a call that way. I hope today that this has kind of calmed you a little bit and made you realise that whatever you're thinking, there are ways that you can work out if it's the right thing for you or not. And in business, the only flipping thing that matters is whether it's right for you or not. Okay? Yeah! That's how we like to run businesses. Thank you very much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure and a joy as always. And I'm going to see you next time. Thank you for listening to Life in Business. Please make sure you subscribe or follow so you don't miss any future episodes. If you enjoyed today's show, please leave a review as it helps others to find the podcast and spread the word that there is an easier way to do business. If you want to chat with me about today's episode or suggest a topic for the future, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram at Libby Langley. See you next week.